Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. And you see who we got here, man. We got my guys, Jalen and Junior. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? Yo, yo, yo. We're here. Man, we here. We live, baby. So today, y'all, we got a real special episode uh, planned out for y'all, man. We got the best duos. So this week, we got Wes. Next week, we are doing the Eastern Conference, man. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, some teams are clear. Some teams aren't as clear. But you know what? I'm excited to, to, to hear, hear what y'all got. And let's just, let's just jump straight, straight into this, man. Y'all ready? Straight into it. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's, let's do this, man. So, you know, you, you know what team I had to start with, man. You know what team I had to start with. The, I don't even got to say it. I know you're talking about I don't even got to say it. Do I, do I really got to say it, man? Come on, man. <laughs> I had to start with the GOATs, man. Come on, man. I had to go with the Lakers. It, it really is no question. I don't. I, I don't think it's a question here. We got LeBron and AD, um, the two players in the league, the only two players in the league that are able to play on offense and defense one through five extremely well. Can't nobody nearly play as well as them one through five. Like man, I I I think that might be the best duo maybe ever. But ever, maybe ever. To be honest with you, <laughs> so go 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 ahead. Y'all, y'all tell me how y'all feeling. I mean, we know who who it is, but tell me how y'all feeling about it, man. How you feeling, Junior? All right, man. Look, I got I got LeBron and AD as well. It was close. I almost chose THT and LeBron, as John knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, me and John's got a little inside joke because he don't see the potential in the kid Taylor Horton Tucker. Yeah, no, I don't see him. Uh, he's the truth. Uh, but uh, no, I got LeBron in the D. Like, like you said, John, there's not much to say. Best duo in the league. Uh, it's the only duo out of the entire league that has two top five players in the same duo. AD is easily the best defender in the league. Don't listen to those Depoy awards from last year. Easily. Uh, LeBron is arguably the best player, at least based on last year's playoff. He's probably the best player, but you can make a case for AD being that best player as well. Um, and they're the best players on the best teams. They're the reigning champions. Uh, and the reigning champions that just got better. They're the first duo since National Stoudemire actually to be all NBA first team too. So, I mean, they complement so, each other so well. It's crazy. I mean, they have an argument to be top 10 duo all time. Top 10 duo? Top single best duo all time is tough because there's some good duos out there. But top 10, I think they got an argument to be there. I mean... That's like, a nice, nice pair. What you think, Jalen? I feel like if they win, like, at least one or two more championships, then it's, like, a done deal. One of the top five best duos of all time, for sure. Because LeBron is just such a, a good facilitator, and, and AD is such a good person just to, you know, just to just like to receive the ball and play it both ways, where it's kind of unstoppable, you know? Like, they both play good defense, and they both could score, and they're both unselfish. That's the big thing. Yeah, exactly. And but to 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 talk about Junior's point, so Junior doesn't know, doesn't think that they're one of the best duos. So I wanted to bring up this point right here, man. So I I compared almost all dominant duos to actually win a, to win a championship. And LeBron and AD, I combined I combined points, rebounds, assists, uh, steals, blocks. I combined all that with the uh, most dominant duos to ever win a championship. LeBron and AD actually ranked second behind Kobe and Shaq. So check this out. So when you combine all, all, all those stats, uh, Kobe and Shaq combined for 55 points, 22 rebounds, 10 assists, two steals, and four blocks, while LeBron and AD combined for 50, uh, 55, uh, 55 points, 20 rebounds, 12 assists, uh, two, two, two steals, and three blocks. So, you know, like that, like they are a close second, man. And, I, and, and like Jalen said, if they keep going, which I don't see no signs of slowing down, I don't know why they wouldn't be one of the best duos maybe ever, honestly. Yeah. No, I could see it for sure. I mean, the one thing I think it's tough to be Shaq and Kobe just because that's – that both those players are top ten all time. Uh, one of them is top five all time. And I guess the same thing with LeBron and AD. One of them is top five all time. But AD is not top ten all time yet. I mean, just definitely the potential. He's young. Yeah. But uh, I think it's going to be tough to be Shaq and Kobe right now. But, hey, like you said, they're on the right path. I think that – they get a couple more rings in there, and then we could talk. But even right now, with one ring, if they don't play a single other game together, 
knock on wood. Uh, uh, I still think they can make an argument for being a top 10 duo all the time. Like that, they're at solid. The numbers, the accolades. I mean, if you look at it, they're 100%. One yeah. trip to the playoffs, one title. You can't yeah. beat 100%. <laughs> Definitely, man. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the next team, man. I got the Clippers. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I'm going to go with, with, with Kawhi and PG. But yeah. only reason why I'm really going with them is because I know how great individual players they are, you know. But again, I don't think their game complement each other at all. And as we've seen in the playoffs, they absolutely flunked it. They choked, and uh, yeah, absolutely choked it. So uh, I mean, I'm just really, I just really went with those two because Kawhi's a great individual player, and PG's a great individual player, and I know what they can do. But I don't think together that it works at all. No, they're not going to get a championship anytime soon or a deep playoff a playoff run anytime soon, I think. They need to pick up someone else or someone has to get traded because th- um, them together is not going to work out for the long haul, for sure. Definitely not. What do you think, Jenner? Yeah, no, I agree. I actually, I actually went with uh, Lou Will and Magic City, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went with Kawhi and PG. I mean, honestly, there's probably the two, you know, two good players on that team, maybe except for Lou Will, now that they lost uh, Trez. So, uh, I mean, we noticed when one plays without the other, it doesn't go so well, especially when PG plays with Kawhi, as we saw. <laughs> but uh, but you know, this is duos. I'm not talking about their individual performance. Kawhi's a top five player when he wants to be. It seems like recently he doesn't want to be a top five player. But yeah, when really? he wants to be, I mean, he, he, he's – no, I'm not talking about top five all the time, just top five in the league right now. Like, yeah. I think when he's on, when he's on, Kawhi's a scary man. You know what yeah. I mean? But But it just feels like he kind of picks and chooses when he wants to be on. And I think that – that lack of that lack of just breaking up momentum affected him when he needed to turn it on. He couldn't. And I was against the nuggets, you know, uh, their chemistry is not, you know, tip top, but you see sometimes they have some flashes of them clicking when they do. It's nice. But like you said, it's tough because they're, they play the same position. So it's tough to be compatible. Both of them are way too small to play the four, not way too small, but they are small fours and they're not really twos. They're really both just made for the small forward position. And, when they both play it, it's a little tough. Um, but, you know, they're, like I said, when they click, I mean, it's just bang, bang, bang. And if they can get the rest, too, because they're two players that rely on rest a lot, that, that could be a scary duo. So I'm not going to knock them. They're good players. Yeah. But it's just we got to see when they're going to turn it on. Yeah, like individual- just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. All right. So moving on to the next team, man. Junior mentioned it, the Nuggets. So the Nuggets, man, they are a bright young team, man. I went with the tandem duo, the young duo of Jamal Murray and Jokic. Man, they 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 really might have one of the best half court set offense, man. Like, and l- last year among all players, I want to talk about this stat. Last year among all players who played twenty five minutes or, or more, Murray ranked second among among players who played twenty five minutes or more to uh, shoot uh, his three point percentage at forty nine percent. And I learned this stat while while uh, looking at some stuff with some stuff with Jokic. Jokic. Uh, he's averaging more assists than any center ever since Will Chamberlain, man. So that's a big Jeez. accolade for Jokic, man. And, and and as we know, you know, Jokic, Jokic is like a young Mark Gasol. You know, young is just, he really is young Mark Gasol, just throwing him and dying, them, 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 them uh, back the back uh, backdoor cuts and everything, man. So how, how are you guys feeling about the the Nuggets, man? Clearly, it's those man. two. I'm feeling like uh, like Jokic is a, is a top ten player as like as him himself. Top five, top five, top, top ten player right now, and just just Murray and them together, like like the little tandem going on that they got going on. It's it's really good. It's impressive to see, and it's it's really cool to see um, Jokic is getting his team involved and how he can do it in many different ways. He can play the point guard, he can play the center, and then Jamal Murray is a knockdown shooter when it, like when he wants to be high volume shooter. But um, they both work well together because Jokic is a distributor, and that's what uh, Jamal Murray needs. So it's perfect for the whole team. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's not much to, to disagree here. It's got to be Jokic and Murray. Uh, Jokic is the best center in the league. Disclaimer, if if you count AD as a four, then yes. But I'm not going to just – I don't want to just jump in here and say Jokic is better than AD. But uh, <laughs> if you count AD as a four, Jokic is the best center in the league. And, uh, you know, I actually had to say something about this because I selected Jokic and Murray as well. But 
I won't even lie. The at first when Murray just kind of started blowing up, I thought he was overrated. Like I was like, nah, he's not all that. But he's really grown into that hype and proven that he's you know he's a solid. Just he's a star player. He's a star player. And uh, like I think that he's not at the superstar tier, but he's at the star tier, like the one tier right below that. And you know I think they they got a huge 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 advantage because they're both young and they complement each other so well. Like Jalen said. Uh, I mean, Jokic is such good court vision; he can really complement with anybody. Yeah. But that's I mean, that's a that's a solid young duo. I mean, you, you'll notice here in my other duos too. I we have this trend where a lot of the duos are real young kids, basically kids. And I know, and uh, and I think that Jokic and Murray might be arguably the the best young duo there is in the league. I mean, there's an argument that could be made, but when you look at both of them, I mean, the best young one is obviously going to be you know Luca, but. You know, we'll, we'll get we'll get to the Mavs, but when you look at both of them combined, I think it's you know Jokic and Murray are right there. Most definitely. definitely, definitely. All right, so moving on to the next team, man. We got the Trash Brothers. We got the Warriors. We got. <laughs> <laughs> I went ahead and went with 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 Clay Thompson and Curry. Uh, the I know I know Clay is hurt, but uh, who else was I going to pick on that team? That's the real question. And 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 when when they are back, you know, when Clay is back. Yeah, I mean, I don't like them, but you know, it's, they, they, they can they can do work. Like, you know what I'm saying? But one knock I have on both of those players and is that they need each other. Curry cannot win without Clay, and Clay cannot win without Curry. And and the and why the reason why I say this is because Clay needs to be running off screens and having Curry feed him, right? And I and Curry, I feel like Curry thrives when he when the defense is paying so much attention to Clay because you're running around trying to find Clay. You're gonna end up s- slipping up, and Curry's gonna end up having an open shot from deep, man. So that's why I think that like those two players absolutely need each other to be able to win. And they're the, they're the trash brothers, in my opinion. But you know, uh, but they're the best two duos on 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 the, on the Warriors. I, I didn't know who else I was gonna pick. How you guys I, feel about I them? The same thing. Uh, it was Curry and Clay too. Um, but um. I kind of have like a little personal connection to the Warriors because I because um somebody that I used to go to high school with is on the team right now. His name is uh, Juan Anderson. He's a he started a couple games number ninety five. He uh he starts on the team, so I mean, that's the only reason why I would not even pick him as a duo. But there's <laughs> no one else to pick because everybody else is just so average on the team. You know, like it's not even a team right now. It's just like a like a tryout it looks like everybody they, they just kind of put a bunch of players together to be honest like a scrimmage almost all these g league players coming up and stuff yeah junior how man. you feel about him man actually so for mine i i actually went with steph and blank so i couldn't put clay <laughs> because because um because he's out for the whole season so i wanted to talk about you know duels for the season so i went i didn't want to put clay there obviously you know if he was if he wasn't hurt it'd be them um but Honestly, I don't know who to pick because Ubre got off to a horrible start, um, and he's only he hasn't played that many games with Curry, right? Uh, Wiggins was bad last season and continues to be bad this season, uh, and Steph barely played last season too, so we couldn't even see him and Wiggins together that much. And then the only you know bright spot with that Warriors team aside from Curry, obviously, is is Wiseman. You know, so maybe Curry and Wiseman become a solid duo. I mean, that'd be. I'm sure that'd be nice for Warriors fans. Uh, yeah. Best best three-point shooter of all time, paired with a solid mobile big. You know, we'd have to see how they develop it. That that sounds like a recipe for a good duo, you know, for, for, for years to come. I mean, I don't know how old Curry is, but he, he just shoots. So it's not yeah. like, you know, his body's going to get banged up from going to the paint or anything. Um, so, you know, that, that could be a good duo. But, you know, it's been, what, like three, four, five games? Well, we'd have to actually see how they're going to fit, you know, as yeah. time as time just develops, so I had to go with Stephen Blank. I'm sorry for not coming up with the second person, but there just isn't anybody. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, Stephen and Jalen's homie Juan Anderson, because uh, <laughs> there really there really isn't anybody. You know, I guess if you want to say Stephen Draymond, but Draymond's out too. But maybe that's the best we could do because I think they're the only two players on that team that get minutes and actually have experience playing with each other. So yeah. maybe Stephen Draymond. I guess that's who we got to go with, but. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Draymond, ever since he got that bag, he uh, he's he hasn't been the same. He's been kind so, of could be Wiseman, could, uh, but no. Right now it's right now it's gonna be Draymond. Just just out of lack of options, you know. Me and stuff 
So moving on to the next team, man. So we got we got the Suns. So let's, let's, talk, let's talk about the, the team over there in Phoenix, man. So I had to really think about this one. I really did, and 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 I I wanted to say CP, but CP's too old. CP's too old. So I so certified I went with, CP hater in the building. <laughs> I, I see. I, like I said, I don't see CP getting them over that hump and even getting them to the playoffs. That's a whole nother topic. But the duo I went with on that team is DeAndre Aiden and Devin Booker, man, because this is a pick and roll league. If you watch any any NBA game, the offense starts and gets initiated with a high pick and roll at the top. And if D Book and and DeAndre Aiden can get a pick and roll game going on, psh, that's scary. Because DeAndre Aiden has potential, man. He's strong. He's big. He's a mobile big. He can throw him lobs. So if they can get that going, that that that'll be scary. But my only problem is that. DeAndre Aiden doesn't stay healthy or doesn't doesn't play. You know, he only played 60 games his, his first year. Then his second year, only played 38 games. So let's see. Uh, you know, l- l- let's see what he does in uh, in his third year and and if he'll be able to stay healthy. And if so, if he'll be able to pair up with D-Book. How do you guys feel about the Suns? I got the same. D-Book and Aiden. I mean, they've already been together for a while but haven't made much noise. But in the bubble, the Suns went crazy with that 8-0 record. So, you know, maybe they got, they got some going. Uh, now they added CP3 and Jay Crowder, who I believe will make Booker and Aiton better players. So, you know, here we're starting to notice the trend. It's another just young duo who can dominate for years to come. You know, they're not on the level of Jokic and Murray. I mean, Booker is, Nearly. Booker is better than Murray, but Jokic is significantly better than Aiton. So it's just it doesn't end up – it becomes more lopsided. Um, but honestly, I mean, Booker, I don't need to say anything about him. That's a pure score. And Aiden is a dominant big man who's averaging 18, 18 points and 12 board, 18 points, 12 boards and two blocks last season, you know, when he played. Uh, so, you know, like you said, if he can stay healthy, we, we, we can see, we can see that, that, that duo, you know, just kind of come together and flourish. I think veteran leadership from CP3 is going to help them. And um, just, you know, being able to have a knockdown shooter like Jay Crowder, just, you know, kind of pop those shots. I think, I think, I honestly, I honestly think that the the Suns will make a playoff run. So, and I think that we'll see D-Book and Aiden grow this season. So, that's how I feel. Talk to me, Jalen. I said D-Book and um, and Aiden too, just because, you know, the simple fact that they are the two uh, shining stars uh, coming up to like this next year. They, uh, they're the people to look out for, especially Aiden. He was he was the number one pick. So, I mean, if if he doesn't do the Luca draft, yeah, the Luca draft exactly. And 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 if he doesn't do good this year, they, they, he's going to be considered a bust. So you know, it's either this year he he does good, or he's going to probably be be like one of those just average players that just got a high pick for no reason. But I do feel like CP3 is a good addition because he is the person to develop other players. So. Him in the mix with Aiden and D Book would be like a perfect. Well, it, it's going to be uh, more, um, uh, better, I, I guess, for their uh, for their uh, careers in the future for sure. So, so I like so I like that you. point you brought up, Jalen, uh, about about uh, DeAndre Aiden. If he doesn't do something this year, being a bust, and I, I think that's true. You know what I'm saying? If he doesn't prove that he can be what he was in college, I, I would I would label him a bust after this year. I'm not going to lie to you or. Uh, not a full, not a Kwame Brown bust, but a but a bust though, you know. Mm-hmm. So let me, that, let me ask, let me ask you guys something. So if if DeAndre Aiden does what he did last season, plays about half the season, but puts up 18, 12, and two, two blocks, not assists, would you guys consider him a bust? Because basically, you're looking at him when he plays, he plays well. He just doesn't play much. It's almost like Chris Tapps Porzingis. Would you guys consider him a bust if he does the same thing he did last season? Well, this will be his second year. Um, third, right? Third year. Third year. Yeah, third, third year. Yeah. Third year because it's but still 18, 18, 12, and two is, is solid. I'm, I, but I'm I'm expecting a bigger jump, man. I, I'm expecting a big. If they want to make the playoffs, he needs to make a bigger jump, man. Especially yeah. especially with CP. I, like I was watching the Phoenix Suns this morning, man. CP just, you know, I, I'm not a yeah. I generally calls me a CP hater, but you know what I'm saying, like CP, like. I don't think he's enough to get him over the hump, but he's still a great player. He's still a great f- facilitator. Like, he will get you the ball when you don't even you don't even know where it's coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I feel like if he doesn't even average 
over like twenty this this season. I don't know if I could if I could give him like the, that. Like, oh, he's a he's a good player. You know, you feel I, what I'm I saying? Like for sure. Twenty points for Chris Paul? No, for, no for for Aiden. Oh, okay, man. I, you kind of lost me there for a second. Okay, my bad, Jalen. Go ahead. No, but um, for sure. Um, forgot what I was gonna say. But it was about um how I think CP3 is for sure gonna um if he's playing and if like and if he's in like the loop of the offense, um, there's no way that D Book and Aiden aren't gonna have 20 points a game. You know, because uh, he's gonna be facilitating and uh, being the uh, being the ball handler. Like besides uh, Booker coming up and handling the ball, it'll be CP3 this time, which is gonna put a lot of stress off of D Book, so he has more open looks. I feel it. I feel that. All right. So moving on to the next team, man. We got an, probably one of the best young duos, man. Like Junior mentioned, man. We got the Mavs. We got the Mavs. And boy, when KP comes back, when Kristaps Porzingis comes back, it's on for the Mavs, man. Because clearly we got Luca and Kristaps, man. And just them two. Just them two. And Kristaps didn't even really play all of all of last uh, last playoffs. Just them two almost eliminated the Clippers, you know. So I and I want I, I want to talk about I want to talk about game one. So because I want to show how how much they really complement each other. So game one, Chris Porzingis put twenty points seven. Uh, game one uh, last year against the Clippers, uh, Chris Haas put twenty points seven seven rebounds. Luca put forty two points nine nine assists seven rebounds. Game two, Chris Haas put twenty three points seven rebounds. Luca put twenty eight seven and eight. Game three, Chris Haas put 34 points, 14 rebounds, and Luca put 13 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. So I feel like their game really complements each other because, like, when one has a down game, the other is easily able to pick it up and really be that star player because when Chris Haas was in New York, he was that guy. Like, he was he was a solidified guy. He was who they went to. And now that they're together, if Luca has a bad game, like in game three, Luca only scored 13 points. Uh, give, like, he did still have a triple-double, you know, but uh, – but then when he had 10 points, Chris Haas put 34 and, 34 and 14, man. So that, that is a scary duo if Chris Haas can stay healthy, like how Junior mentioned. How how you guys feel about the Mavs, man? Man, are we seeing a baby light junior version of LeBron and AD? <laughs> are we? Uh, with with uh, Luca and, and Chris Haas? Luca and KP, yeah. LeBron and AD. Like a young LeBron and AD? The Euro version. <laughs> the Euro version. That's funny. Uh, man, I, I agree. I mean, it's got to be Luca and KP. But it's tough, though, because KP barely played. You know, but when he does, he's on fire. Like you said, you know, he puts up 34 and 14. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he could honestly do that in his sleep because he's just he's, – he's a 7-3 player who can shoot. Man. I mean, that's just nuts. He averaging like 20 and 10. And and you combine him with Luca, who just like like Jokic, Luca's the type of player that could just pair with anybody, and that's another young pair that could probably you know dominate the league for years to come. That one is probably the best young core is up there with with Jokic and Murray. Luca's much better than Murray, but Jokic is better than KP. But KP is not that far back when he's healthy. Yeah, um, KP's solid, and I mean they're going to be a good pair. But that's only until Luca leaves to join Anthony Davis and form a better <laughs> duo. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, but no, no. In all seriousness, no. In all seriousness, with them at, at, on the Mavs, I mean that's a, that's a solid that's a solid duo. We're trying to see more of KP though, because John already knows the best type of ability. It's availability. Talk to him. Talk to me, Jalen. How you feel about the Mavs? Man, I feel like the same thing that you just said. The best. What you say again? What young best, best young duo? Best type of ability is availability. Oh. Best ability is availability. And I feel like if Porzingis could, could play a full 82 games, uh, we could see what him and Luca could really do together or, like, like what they could do, really do together. Because we, we really haven't seen that many games with them together because Luca, uh, because uh, Porzingis is always hurt. And uh, Porzingis is a all-star potential type big. So uh, both of them together on the court for a whole 82 games – that would be scary to see. Probably like a sixty-plus win season for sure. Definitely, definitely. Luca and KP in the cut. That's a scary sight. Scary sight. All right, man. So, so moving on to the next team, I got a question. Why are the Spurs so bad? 
Because their duo is old. DeMar DeRozan is a good player. Uh, and LaMarcus Aldridge is a good player. Why can't they win? Can so, I, like they, I picked them as a duo, but why? Can somebody explain to me why the Spurs? I actually had nothing positive to say about them. West is packed. That's the first. That's the first issue question. The West. The West is loaded. But like, so, but but it's not like they're weak players. They're two good players. You no, know, they're good players. But you, I, I think you might have forgotten the best type of ability. Availability. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't have the stats here. How many games the Marcus missed? But I remember always seeing him out on the injury report. So if he's not playing much, you know what, what's what's going to happen then. But honestly, no, I, I hear you. It's just a, it's it's a young man's game. And now with Demar and Lamarcus getting older, they're just kind of falling behind a little bit. I mean, I picked them too. They're an experienced duo. Um, five years ago, this probably would have been a top five duo in the league, you know. But today they're not there anymore. But still, they're solid, like you said. The Rosen's averaging twenty-two six and six. Lamarcus twenty no, nineteen two and seven last year. And you know, with a head coach like Popovich, they can never be counted out. Unless he says something dumb and gets ejected, but uh, you can never count. You can never count them out. So I hear you. It is a little perplexing how they're not doing better, but it's just there's so many good options in the West. That's why they can't make the playoffs. I just right. feel like like the uh, like the tandem of Demar and uh, Lamarcus is like the perfect embodiment of what the Spurs are. You know, just like a like a not a good team, but like not a bad team. You know, just like an in between team. You know, kind of like not that good, but you know. Like, they're kind of like that in-between team. So, I feel like them together, it is good, but nothing's really going to happen for them in the, in, 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 like in the future. I don't see anything, like any playoff runs or anything, cause just because they're such an average team. So, if they were in the East, would they be making the playoffs? Definitely. Definitely? I agree. Definitely. All right. I agree. So- it's time for the NBA to switch everything over to the 16 top teams. No more West, no more East. Boom. Cool. Rank them first one through 16. Because then you get, you know, you get games like you get the ma- the magic making the playoffs and, you know. You, you, want, you want me to talk to Adam? For, to talk to you? Adam. Talk to Adam. I got you. You got the I'll number, t- right? You got the yeah, number? Yeah, I'll, 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 call, I'll call Adam Silver. <laughs> I got you. I appreciate that. Let, let him know. Let him know. Let him know. Let, me know. let him know Junior sent you. <laughs> got you, got you. All right, man. So moving on to the next team, man. We got the Blazers. The Blazers, man. I went with Damon, CJ. A scary duo when they catch fire, man. And honestly, even even a couple years ago when, when the Splash Brothers were in, when Curry and Clay, I still would take Dame and CJ over them, man, because as a, as a shooting, as a shooting duo, as a Whoa. shooting duo. As, as a, a shooting, shooting duo, Clay and, shooting, and Stafford, both top five shooters. Check this out. Check this out. Clay Thompson is not a come down court, break you down, and shoot. CJ and Dame are a come down court, dribble, 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 break you down, and shoot. Clay Thompson just needs to just runs off all these screens, right? Yeah. While while and Curry can come down court and break you down, of course. But you have Dame and CJ that can that can catch and shoot, and can can shoot off the dribble. Clay Thompson can't really shoot off the dribble as well as as uh, as CJ McCollum can. At, at least at, at least in my eyes, uh, Clay Thompson needs to be running off these screens and catching and shooting. While Dame and CJ don't, they can do that and they can also dribble. But I want to I, I want I want you guys to think about something though. This whole time the Warriors have sucked. Even when Curry's there, they've not been so good. Clay hasn't been there. What if Clay the whole time was the reason the Warriors were winning? Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the reason Warriors are winning. <laughs> but maybe he doesn't need to come down court and break you down because he could. You just play his play style is different. He could. He could come off screens and when he when he pops him coming off screens, this guy's like automatic, and he's a great defender too. So it, it, it's tough to. I mean, I don't know if we're just looking at their offense, but if you look at the players as a whole, Clay Thompson is probably the best defender out of those four players, and by a, by a long shot too, he's a solid defender. So. I don't know. It's tough to say they're better than, 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 than Steph and Clay, but I see your point. I see your point. Do you guys ever see the Blazers making, like, a championship run? No. No? If, if, if they – not in the West. <laughs> Honestly, not in the West. And unless they add, like, a real – like, a dominant – like, I'm talking, like, a Sabonis to their team. Like, that. Like unless they added, like, a Sabonis to their team, that's the only way. So, you guys are keeping uh, TJ and Dame on the team for sure, like – most definitely, like they're the. Like, That's the thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, do you think that 
them together is like really like you know like the thing that's like I I feel like one of them needs to get traded or some drastic in order for them like to make like to make a real playoff run because CJ has a lot of like a lot of uh, like value so him and Dame together I think I think they're good together but they're not gonna make that jump to like the championship level. I agree with you. I mean, I'm saying this about CJ after he just waxed the Lakers like two days ago, but man, uh, uh, but I don't think they can make a playoff run. I've been a uh, championship run. I've been saying this for years. Dane is not going to win in Portland unless like you said, they make a drastic addition or he goes somewhere else. Uh, well, then he's not winning in Portland. <laughs> but I, I was going to say Dame's not winning a title until he basically gets a big piece added to, to Portland. Or comes to the or or comes to another team goes to another team. Now um, you know there's t- they're a duo that's been together for a long time. Actually, probably out of all the duos, they might have been together the longest, but they haven't been able to achieve anything. But they're always a threat. It's that type of thing that they're stuck in this like they're good but not good enough type of type of you know quadrant. which is the worst place to be. Yeah, because they're not going to get good draft picks, but they're also not going to win any titles. Yeah, um, they're both solid players. Dame's probably a top ten player in the league, and CJ compliments them well. And they might have one of the best backcourts in the league, but it's just, it's tough to, it's tough to see them doing anything, you know, with such a loaded Western conference. Now I want you guys to tell me if you're the Blazers GM and you can get James Harden, but you've got to package up CJ and, you know, some other assets too. Would you do that? Cause Harden is a two Dame's a one. Maybe, maybe that's the firepower they need. I don't know. You don't know. I think I would. What do you think, Jalen? Well, because James Harden is going to score for you. He's he's going to put forty four up for you regardless. But so is Dame. I, I don't. That's eighty eight points. That's eighty eight points. Yeah. That's a lot. But that's a lot of shots getting took from Dame. That's a lot yeah. of shots getting took from Dame. And James but, Harden sometimes takes some dumb shots. Yeah, but, but if you're shot. Dame, you're looking at this and you're looking at this like, wow, that's a real possibility of winning a title now. I mean, you put some solid pieces around them. You got a possibility of winning a title yeah. because you got Dame, you got Dame Harden. Like that, first of all, that would be the best point guard he's played with, right? Like CP3 is a better career than Dame, but but the CP3 that Harden played with is not the CP3 is the CP3 Harden played with is not as good as current Dame Blazers Dame. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree, but I also uh, – I don't think that James Harden can win with another ball-dominant player. He needs, to, he needs to win with another player that's, like, passive, right? An, an, another – another, an, like, a, like, a, like a CP3. Like CP3 was there. But James Harden is a cancer, though. James Harden is a cancer. Like, he is a locker room cancer to me. Right, but like so is Kyrie Irving, and – He's yeah. getting maxed out, right? Like, I mean, but maxed out don't mean buckets. you go win. I don't think. No, no, no. I, yeah, but you, you don't pass up on having like. You think like no one's gonna take James Harden because he's a bad locker room guy. Like he's still a not, bucket. Not that no one's gonna take him, but I wouldn't. Ta- I wouldn't ruin my team for him. I wouldn't. So, ru- I, mean, I wouldn't ruin CJ. Yeah, but Houston's not just gonna let him walk. So you're gonna have to give up some big. Like if he goes to Portland, CJ's for sure on the table. Sure I, I, he's got to be, right? Like, how do you see that three working together, the Dame, CJ, and James Harden? How would that? No, happen? I think I think CJ was split if oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. if Harden if Harden were to come. So I don't know. You know, with like, imagine you got Nurkic, Carmelo, Dame, Harden, and I don't know. I mean, Zach Collins is out Collins. again. He's out again. Oh, he's but, out. Uh, yeah, I don't know for how long though, but I think it's for a while. I think he got some sort of serious. I think he, like hurt his ankle, tweaked his ankle or something. I'm not sure, but let's say if he's in, that's that's a solid starting five. Like, if you catch the right string of teams, you could make a run. Like, I, I don't know. I think if I'm the Blazers GM, I'm at least listening to the offer. If it's like, give up CJ and, you, and Nurkic, give up that starting five, I just told you, then not. No. But if it's like CJ and some, you know, lower-end players, some draft picks, I, 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 think, I think I would do it. You know, take the gamble. I mean, they had Whiteside. So maybe they're already used to a bad locker room. Uh, All right. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's a tough one. I really want to know what you guys thought of that. All right. All right. So moving on to the next team, man. We got, we got the Kings. Uh, so the Kings, unfortunately, man, they still have Luke Walton as a coach. So unfortunately, they still have another bad season as long as he's there because they have one of the fastest players in the NBA. 
and they're running a half court set offense. I don't understand why. Uh, and the duo, the duo I, I picked is De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald, man. You know, like I mentioned, fastest player in the league and one of the one of the the, the greater shooters right now in the league. Buddy Heald ranked third last year in most in most made threes. So, but I mean, yeah, just same same thing. If Luke Walton's there, they will never win. When but but the, but that duo that that duo is that duo is good. How you guys feel about him? I want to talk about Luke Walton real quick. Do you guys remember when he was uh, assistant coach in the Warriors? Yeah. And he won like a freaking like 38 out of 40 games, something like that. And they're like, this is the kid genius, Luke Walton, the best coach. You guys remember that? And I kept saying people like, I kept saying to people, bro, it's, it's the Warriors with KD <laughs> and, and, and Steph and Clay. Like I could coach him and go 40 and 0. And, and, and I said, Luke Walton's not that good of a coach. And he came to the Lakers and he wasn't good. He's on the Kings. He's not good. Like, it's just it's just funny how people just jump sometimes to, to these conclusions. But I, I had I think this was a this was a tough one to pick a duo for. I, I we know it's Fox and somebody, but I didn't know if that somebody was going to be Buddy Hield, Whiteside, or Marvin Bagley. Um, if I had to choose one though, I, I I want to say Whiteside. Now he just joined, so we, I can't pick him there just yet because they've only played five games. But uh, um, I wanted to say Whiteside if you know if we're just looking at Whiteside last season. Um, you know, Fox, obviously, I don't need to say anything. He's proven that he's a solid player, averaging 21, 7, and 4, and getting a bag while doing it. Uh, Whiteside uh, led the league with 16 points and 14 rebounds on three blocks a game. Like, that's crazy. I don't know how he stayed on the board for that long uh, on free agency, but he did. But if he's solid like last year, he'll go well with Fox. Uh, I just think the Kings need to make some sort of move, some sort of noise, you know, before Fox gets unsettled. But in the West, it's tough to make any noise. You know, like, I think that that's, that's the, the dilemma that they're in. But, you know, like I said, Fox and Whiteside haven't been together that long, so it's hard to pick them as a pair. But if not, I know I like, I like, I like Heald, but I like Bagley too. Bagley is nice, but he's got the KP problem, lack of availability. So when Bagley is playing, though, that's a nice player. I mean, he was, he was a top three pick. If I'm not mistaken, he might have been – actually, wasn't he taking ahead of Luka? He was number two. Yeah, right in front of Luca, right? Or Luca or Trey? I think they got traded, but yeah, Trey was number five. Sheesh, man, man. the Kings have also a history of uh, passing up on good players. But Bagley's nice. He just needs to play. That's all. He needs to be available. Mm-hmm. How you feel, Joe? I'm feeling um, Fox and Fox and Bagley just because of their potential as like individual players. You know, like them together, like the potential of um, both of them together is is pretty. Like um, it's pretty cool too. Just just thinking about that, because they're both very athletic players. Just um, but you say that Luke Walton plays a half court set for for one of the most athletic point point guards, one of the fastest point guards in the league today, which doesn't make sense. So as long as they keep him in like in the front office and like the head coach, they're not gonna do anything. But talent wise and, and like individuality wise, uh, for sure Fox and Bagley. Definitely, definitely. All right, man. So, for, so for this next team, man. So both of y'all already know that every episode, every Clutch Talk episode, John is due for one hot take at least. I'm due for one hot take, man. So I think this is a hot take. The last time I thought I had a hot take, and y'all, yeah, it wasn't so hot. So, <laughs> so for the, for this hot take, man, we we got the Pelicans, man. So I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and go last. I I, I want I want y'all to go first for for, for for these, man. So who y'all got for the Pelicans? I'll go first on this one. Go ahead, Jalen. For the Pelicans, I put Zion and and um, Brandon Ingram. They are okay. both very solid players. Ingram is a potential uh, a potential All Star because he was so like like he was uh, one of the more underrated players last year. No one really looked at him, but he had a very good season last season. And Zion is going to be averaging twenty seven and twelve per game this year. He he's already averaging that right now. And um, he's one of the, the brighter stars. Both of them are, are, are both brighter stars in the league. Uh, Zion and Ingram are both number one, number two picks. So, I mean, they had – they were kind of destined to be the duo where they are right now. But what do you think, John, oh, Junior? Uh, I got the same thing. I got B.I. and Zion. I mean, one is a scorer. The other one is just straight power and muscle. You know, uh, like we talked about the Suns with D-Book and Aiden, they're also a combination of a pure scorer and a dominant player. But, you know, Zion's just a lot more mobile than Aiden is. Um, and honestly, I think with Adams now on the team, Steven Adams on the team, I think Zion is 
not going to have to bang himself in the paint as much so he can per- preserve himself a little bit more, maybe try to get healthy, get his feet under him. And, uh, you know, he barely played last season, but when he did, he balled out and B.I. balled out all season when he most improved players. So, you know, this combination is another point for, you know, just the young guns are going to continue to dominate for a while. And, and that's why I got those two. But I'm curious to hear John's hot take here. Let's see. So <laughs> I was about to say Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball. Or something. No, 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 no. So, so I, I, I hear you guys out. I, I, I hear you guys with, 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 with B.I. And, and Zion. Like, I, I hear you guys. And, and I think Zion is going to take a huge leap this year. You know, I've been watching some of the Pelicans. He's really learning to use his body. You know, he's like – Use his body to get, get get players off of him, and he's he's also he's his free throws getting better. But Junior said it, man. I'm going with Bi and Stephen Adams, dog. Oh. Stephen Stephen Adams is so slept on. I think he's like he, he's like an Anis Anis Canner, but like ten times better. Oh yeah, say anything else. I know you and Anis. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Adams is a good bro. He is a solid center. He I. He do he does things that aren't counted in 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 a stat sheet, right? He those screens he set almost every single player has said that Stephen Adams screens are one of the hardest screens they've ever ran into, right? And last last year and as, last year Stephen Adams averaged five offensive rebounds per game. Imagine how many imagine how many second chance points Bi is gonna get when you know what I'm saying Bi misses or somebody somebody misses and Stephen that's five that's five extra possessions you're getting a game all right and that uh, steven adams is bringing it down and and i also think that steven adams is also uh, one of those mobile bigs right you can he, he, he can set that screen roll he can get the lob but m- most importantly to me why i chose that why i chose that duo is because of that five offensive rebounds that he he, he got last season and i think that's huge i think he's gonna get bi so many second uh, uh second second chance baskets yeah so you know, I, I I really wanted to go, you know, with Zion, and and and, and yes, I agree that Stephen Adams still has to prove himself. You know, what I'm saying I know it's his first year on the Pelicans, but I think looking at him on the Thunder and then and then pairing him up with Bi, I think it's gonna be scary, man. You know what I'm saying? You know how Bi comes <laughs> off those screens, man. He comes right off the shoulder. He comes with a shot or something. So and I, you know, uh, Stephen Adams is in there get to get that second chance bucket, kick it right back to him, man. So I, I went to Steven Adams, and that's my hot take for the episode. <laughs> so, so, so then let me ask you a question. Who, if you had to pick one player that's the future of the Pelicans, the face of the franchise, who is that? B.I. Okay, so it's not Zion. No, no, no. I think it's B.I. Okay. B.I. is that guy. He's dude. He, he's, he's that guy. And he's about it, too, on site. <laughs> <laughs> he's that guy. Okay, right. okay, cool. No, I just didn't want because a lot of people will say Zion, you know? A lot of people will yeah. say Zion. And and I agree with you. I think it's BI. But a lot of people will say Zion. And I didn't want to 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 have I wanted to see if you were gonna say BI and Adams and then say but Zion's the face. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I think right, you're consistent with what you choose, so I like that. Okay, cool, cool. All right, okay. your hot take. All right, so m- m- moving on to the next team, man. I got the thunder. Honestly, I was looking at their roster, I was like, who do I pick with Shay? I, I and hearing Junior's answer earlier, I was like, mm, now I'm, I might just switch my answer because I my answer actually is is Shea and and Cade Cunningham, which he's actually a college player right now, and he's he's gonna he, he, he's probably gonna get in a mock draft. He's he's supposed to get picked by by, by the Thunder, and honestly, that's what I went with because they have nobody else. Like they have Al Horford, Man. who's like forty five. They're like Al Horford, who's like 45. I know you're gonna talk about Dort. Don't, 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 don't bring Dort in the conversation. You got Dort? Do you got Dort, Jalen? Yeah, I got Dort. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> come on! Don't bring Dort in the conversation, man. Dort is just a Lou was, Dort is a boy. He's just a defensive player, man. Get him out of here, <laughs> man. Lou Dort is a boy. Right, I went. I, I went with, I'm gonna talk. I no. I mean, that, that's really all I got, man. Like honestly, I I I went with Shea and and the Cade Cunningham, which he's a college player right now. He's He's going to get picked by them next year. And I think that that's honestly their second best player at this point. <laughs> you put no respect on Lou Dort, man. He had a solid playoff run. And, and he had a playoff that. series. Yeah, no. I mean, they only, they only lasted one round. But it, was, <laughs> it wasn't – and it wasn't much there you could do. I mean, they were heavily outmatched by the Rockets. Just the fact they took them to seven was impressive. You know, but I got Dort and SGA because SGA is the future of the team. Yeah, definitely. 
and 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 I think that Dord goes well with him. He had an impressive bubble run, almost beat the Rockets, and you know, and he started the season well too. So like recently, there has not been many bad Lou Dort games. Uh, you know, SGA obviously proved himself last season that he's a solid player. I think that I don't I, I don't know if I'm ready to say SGA is a star. But he's a very, very solid player, and I think he's going to make that jump into star, right? Like, you're, you're going to go from, you know, a solid player to a good player to a star to a superstar. Superstars reserved for the LeBrons, the ADs, the Dames, the Hardens. But, 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 uh, but I think SGA is a good right now, and he can make that jump into star mode. Uh, and, and, and honestly... I think that that it's a small sample size this season, but they're both averaging twenty points a game already this season. Both SGA and Dort. Like, mm. I mean, that's that's solid. And, and I'm not picking Lou Dort because he's some insane player, but like you said, the options are very slim. Like, there's not that many options on the Thunder. From the options available, I think the Dort's the best pick. Not some college kid who might not even go there. <laughs> Man, that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> Sheesh. I right, talk to me, Jalen. Jalen agrees with me. Yeah, I I, I picked Dor and um and uh SGA because um Dor is gonna be a good I guess second option for this year. They don't really have that many um options besides SGA right now. But um SGA has a very like very bright future because like when he was on the um Clippers he wasn't even noticed and then he got noticed when he went to to, to the OKC. And I feel like he's he's gonna keep on progressing and keep on uh getting better at what he does. So I feel like in the next couple of years, if they get somebody, which they which the OKC might have to do because they're not gonna just make it playoffs wise just with this team that they have right now. Uh, and yeah, they lost a lot. Of, they lost a lot of players, so it's what they have to rely on right now. By the way, by the way, let's just take a moment to realize how well this GA is developing, and think about the Clippers blew that for Paul George, Man. and it wasn't just straight up SGA for Paul George. It was SGA plus Gallinari plus a bunch of picks like their next like 10 years worth of picks from paul george oh and they and they and and he finessed them into a five-year contract too that like like paul george's agent needs a nobel prize man because how you get a five-year contract after that performance sheesh that's terrible he got some rich paul type of agent there (laughs) all right so so moving on to the next team man so we got the Rockets. So for the Rockets, I went with the scary duo of James Harden and the strip clubs. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding out, man. Lou Will is fuming right now. He's like, that's my duo. <laughs> that's my duo. <laughs> man, uh, I, 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 went, I went with the, the unknown duo because, they, because you know, l- l- let's see how, 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 how they pan out this whole season. But I went with the unknown duo of Harden and John Wall if Harden stays on the team, man, you know, because – and, and I, the reason why I think this is going to work out so well is because John Wall hasn't played an NBA game in like two years. He's, he's not just going to come back into it shooting like 30 shots a game, you know, and that's exactly what James Harden needs. James Harden needs a player who is not going to take away from his shots. James Harden needs his, his, his 25 shots a game at least. Right. He needs he needs the 25 to 30 shots a game. And John Wall is going to have to he's going to ease his way back into it. And I think that that easing his way back into it isn't going to take away from Harden too much. And that then that right there is is, is, to me what could work. How you guys feel about the Rockets, man? Because there was a couple of options you could have gone with. There's a couple of different ways. How how you guys feel? Um, I picked uh, John Wall and uh, and James Harden. Just simply because um I I because I have uh because I believe that John Wall might do something this year you know like we haven't seen him like you said in two years so no telling if it's gonna be a bust season or just like a, just like one of his average seasons we don't even know that if, if, if he he might even get hurt again you know um but James Harden is is the best scorer in the league no one could guard him he he could score at will it's kind of scary to see how easy he scores it's like a science to him so. Him just by himself is all he really needs. He doesn't really need anybody else. But if he wants to make a good playoff run, he'll need somebody else. But at the moment, John Wall is the best player because – or um, the second best player uh, to James Harden because um, of the fact that he won't take away his shots. He'll give him the ball. He'll be more reluctant to give up the ball. So, Definitely. Yeah. No, I hear you. So, honestly, this was a tough one to pick for me too because I went with James Harden and blank, just like the, the Warriors as well. And I'll tell you why, though. 
So, I mean, I could, I could come up with a player and it's, it's, it's Eric Gordon, but that's because of options left, you know, but I'll tell you why. So I was going to say Harden wall first, just like you guys did. But I thought, I thought to myself, I can't say anything about him because uh, uh, I I can't say anything about him because he hasn't played. Right. So then I thought, let's go Harden boogie. And I'm like, well, same thing as well. He hasn't played. It's like, like, I'm not even saying they haven't played together. Like, they haven't played each in, like, over a year. So, it's just like, it's not just, oh, I haven't seen Harden and Wall or Harden and Boogie play together. Like, I haven't seen Wall or Boogie play in over a year. So, it's just, I can't say how, how they're going to be, you know. So, then I was going to say, okay, I guess I'll have to go with Christian Wood, right, since he's the next best player. But it's their first season together. So, they actually have barely played together. So there really isn't a big duo in Houston, you know. That's why I went Harden and Gordon. They're the only ones having some experience together. And there were a couple games against the Lakers last postseason that they both heated up at the same time. And that was unstoppable. I mean, Harden was banging threes and, 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 and Gordon was banging threes. And you're just like, man, what can I do out here? So, so honestly, this one's interesting. I, honestly, like, like you said, it depends if Harden even stays because it might be like Gordon and P.J. Tucker. At this point, if if he doesn't stay, but uh, my guess is, like you guys said, it's going to become do, uh, Harden and Wall, um, and we'll just have to see how they complement each other. You know, it's hard to complement Harden unless you're willing to pass first because Harden demands the ball so much. But like Jalen said, you know, because he's coming off that injury, he's not going to be you know driving and putting his body on the line. He's probably going to be looking to dish it out more often. So it could work out for Harden pretty well. Okay, got it, gotcha. All right, so, man, so let's move on to the next team, man. Let's, let's talk about the team over there in Utah. Jazz, man. So, I think it's pretty clear, man. I, I went with, with uh, Spider, you know, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, you know what I'm saying? Because Donovan Mitchell, he's, he's an offensive killer, man. He's a bucket. He, he's a bucket. We, we, saw, we saw how much of a bucket he was in this playoffs when he was going at it with Murray, like, 50-point games, 50-point games. They was just going at it. That was a good series to watch. And then Rudy Gobert, even though he's the coronavirus uh, starter, uh, he's he's still a great defensive anchor, man. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I went with that duo. I, I doubt there is any disagreement, but how are you guys feeling about that? I'm with you. Uh, Gobert and Mitchell. My guy Spider does not get enough respect, man. Like you said, he went toe-to-toe with Murray and that Nuggets team that went to the conference finals. Like, that's a solid player. Gobert – Excuse me, Gobert's fallen off a little bit from where he used to be, but what he used to be was back-to-back defensive player of the year. So it's like he's still really good. He's a very yeah. solid player, very good player who's a defensive threat. And honestly, like you said, they make one of the best one-two punches in the league. Uh, they're young. They're almost comparable to a to a Jokic-Murray type of combination, right, where uh, Jokic is better than Gobert, but Mitchell is better than Murray in my opinion. So it becomes, you know, a close contest. And that's probably, that's probably one of the closest contests I think we could do, like comparable duos that are really close to each other. I think that's it. I think Jokic is better than Gobert, but not by a landslide. And I think Mitchell's better than Murray, but not by a landslide. So I, I think it's actually probably like 1A and 1B, Mitchell and Murray. Like those are very similar players, I think. But I got I to gotta give the edge to, to my guy Spider. Okay. Well, I put um, Donovan Mitchell and uh, Rudy Gobert too, just because um, – Rudy Gobert is, a, like you said, back-to-back um, defensive player of the year. And Murray is a born scorer. He's probably one of the best scorers, top five in the league right now, behind, like behind uh, James Harden, KD, and Kyrie. I feel like he's, he's one of the best scorers right now. He's, he's someone that's going to get you, you know, 25, 30 points on a nightly basis. And him and Rudy Gobert playing together, they, they're going to be good. You know they're not going to make a like a uh, like a big playoff push playoff run, but they're going to be good enough to make the playoffs. Definitely, definitely. All right, I feel that. All right, so let's, let's move on to the last two teams, man. So let's talk about the Grizzlies, man. Unfortunately, unfortunately, John Morant just got hurt with that with that tweaked ankle, tweaked ankle, so he'll be out for a little bit. But I went with John Morant and Jaron Jackson. Like, boy, like I, man, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. When I looked at their age, my heart sunk. I was like, these guys were born a couple of months after me, man. Like, they're both 21. They're both 21. I was so crazy to see that, man. They're, they're you know, they're inexperienced because they're so young. But 
besides Luca and, and and KP, they might have like and, and maybe and maybe Murray and Jokic, they might have one of the brightest futures, man. Like they are nice and young and and I think that like, like I mentioned, this is a pick and roll league. But the thing is, they have they Jaron Jackson, he's athletic, right? He can yeah. he he can run the pick and roll, throw on the lob. But the thing I like about Jaron Jackson, the Grizzlies a lot, is that Jaron Jackson can shoot. So they can run a pick and fade. Jaron Jackson can pick, uh, can set the screen and fade to the three. He shot thirty-seven percent from three last season, and not and not just because he he just only shot a couple of shots. No, he took multiple, more than five attempts a game to and shot 37, 30, That's better than John Morant even shot from a three-point percentage. So like, man, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see what what that duo can do. And I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna be looking out for them, man, because to, both 21, dog. Like, those are two kids. <laughs> two kids. Literally. How you guys? How you guys feel about that? I mean, y'all agree or what? Well, first, first off, um, R.I.P. to Morant. It's, it's gonna happen to players like that. that <laughs> <laughs> what, man? Why? I must have missed out on some news. Wait, wait, wait Morant, he twisted his ankle. Yeah, and he yeah. died. No. My bad. I said. I said rip. My bad. But <laughs> no, no. I like that. I like that. I like. He gonna hit it and die. <laughs> no, because like, like, like players, players like like John Morant and like Zion Williamson, like the young players that do like a lot of jumping, like a lot of rebounding and stuff like that. They're bound to get twisted ankles and stuff like that. So sucks for them. But you know, Morant's gonna be good in the next couple of weeks. And um. I thought this whole time, because I haven't been watching that much Grizzlies basketball this year, but I thought that uh, Jaron Jackson was traded. So that's why I didn't put him in my um, duo. So I put Valanchunas or uh, Brooks. Uh, what about yeah. Brendan Clark? I probably put Brendan Clark before those two. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know, but Brooks is a score. He could get beats. Nice. He's nice. Yeah. How you feel, Jaron? Guess what? You guessed it, another young pair. So, so I got John Triple J as well. Uh, Jaws rookie of the year, proves a solid player who's here to stay. Uh, he's electrifying. And Triple J is an underrated player who pairs well with Ja. Stretch forward with a respectable shot, but the West is tough, so we'll see what they could do. Um, but one thing that I do want to say that I always say, best of ability availability. Triple J got injured last season. Jaws injured now. So we need them both to stay healthy for us to see what they could do. But I, I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree with you, John, on the fact that you said that they're one of the best duos to come because there's just so many good duos. Jaws nice. Triple J is not quite there for me. I get it. He's a solid big that can shoot. But, I mean, when you, when, I mean, you go through the people we listed, Jokic and Murray – uh, I don't know how Gobert is, but I don't think he's old. So Gobert, Mitchell, Luca, and KP, and I just think it's going to be tough to be the best. You know, I guess I can see him being top five in a couple years, but I, I, I would, I, I would, de- I would definitely put him behind Luca and KP and and Murray and Jokic. But, but like when we're talking about the young duos, I don't know if anyone besides them. What about, are, are what about D-Book and Aiden? Because. That's I don't that's, know. I, it, the best ability is availability. DeAndre that's Aiden true. Barely, barely even played a season when and he's played th- three seasons. And if Zion if Zion develops into the player that he could be, then it's gonna be you know may, maybe he'll be able to take Stephen Adams' spot in your pair, <laughs> and, and you could have Bi and Zion. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of of good young players. But I hear you though. Like that's for sure. That's for sure a solid duo for years to come. So yeah. I got him as well. I think Triple J is nice. So we'll see when they get, you know, get a little bit more time together now that they're both in there. I don't know. What, when was uh, Triple J drafted? Is he uh, – not in the second year, is he? His third, second year. Third year? Third year, yeah. Something like that. But he's a young gun. So yeah, he's a young gun. He's 21. Yeah. He's 21. Yeah. So there's yeah. basically still a lot. Of, you know, we're going to see them kind of develop and, 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 and just kind of grow into the players they're going to be. Mm-hmm. All right, definitely. All right, so let's move on to the last team, man. So let's go to the Wolves, man. So this is a real, like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You know what I'm saying? We, we got two great individual players in D'Angelo Russell and Crowley Towns. But, you know, we all know they're homies. We all know they've, they've been friends since, like, high school. So they got great, great chemistry. But can they put it together? You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's what I want to see. Can they get that Wolves team to the playoffs? 
that's the real question. Can I get him to the playoffs? Because those are two great players. Like, I, like D'Lo is an all-star. Cat is an all-star. But can they do it together? You know what I'm saying? And to, to you know, I just talked about the, about that that pick and pop game, right? Set, set a screen and 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 pop to the three, fade to the three. Cat, it, man, he shoots better than most point guards. The man, the man shoots 41 percent from the three point field. Like I don't know a lot of point guards that even shoot like that. So man, I'm 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 excited. I'm I'm, I'm really excited to see. And I, I, but I really don't know. So I wanted to ask you guys a question, like. Do you think that is enough to get them to the playoffs? Because I generally don't know. I'm looking because because it's the West. That's the only reason why I say I don't That's know. That's why. Yeah. I don't know. How, if it was the East, feel? no doubt. If it was the East, no doubt. But in the West, nah. No. Like it's just it's too difficult. I, I got Cat and D'Lo as well, and I mean it's just it's it's they're a good pair, but the West is just way way too packed. You know, uh, man. I mean it's just it's 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 tough to, for them to be able to do anything. I mean, D'Lo has fallen off from his Nets days. Uh, that's not to say that he's bad now, but, you know, he wasn't the same D'Lo that we saw on the Nets when he was on the Warriors, and he hasn't been so far on the Wolves. He, he, he just hasn't been that impressive. But I think now maybe with Rubio at the one, it's going to actually free him up to play the two more, which I think actually suits him better for how he's developed as a player. He actually fits a two-guard more than a one-guard, in my opinion. So uh, having Rubio there is going to free him up to play that that too a little bit, you know, without having to dish off responsibly. I mean, he's a scoring guard, you know, what's a scoring guard. That's a two, you know, yeah. a one's a passing guard, a two's a scoring guard. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it's going to help him develop a little more. And I mean, Kat's been getting better and better each season. I think honestly, I don't even think this is a hot take, but he's, he's probably a top three center in the league. Almost you know, I, I, Almost off the top definitely. of my head, I'm thinking Jokic, Kat and MB when he's healthy, you know, uh, I might be forgetting. I might be like having a huge omission right now, but uh, uh, it's the top three that I can think right now. But maybe you know, it's a solid duo, and they have the potential to dominate the league for a while. I mean, if Cat, I mean, Cat's already great. If Dilo could just find, if Dilo could play like Nets Dilo, that's in my opinion, that's a better young duo than Giant Triple J. Like, and they they are both young, and that's that that's what I think because Nets Dilo is most improved player of the year. Right, or sixth man of the year. I don't remember. He won some sort of award. I think he was most improved. He's an all-star. So, he was an all-star that year. He was an all-star, yeah. So, and then, and oh, no, he wasn't most improved. That was Pascal Siakam that year. But, but, uh, but D'Lo but was right there. to the all-star team. Yeah, yeah. So, D'Lo was right there. And, and Cat, I mean, Cat's Cat. Like, we didn't even talk yeah. about that. So, so, I think that's a better pair than Triple J and, 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 and Job, yeah. but. But I mean, I don't know. That's that's a solid duo. We just gotta see Deal get back to where it used to be. I haven't watched any any Timberwolves games except for the game against the Lakers. And if that game is any telltale, it's not, it's not gonna work out. Uh, we'll see. What do you think, Jalen? Um, I'm thinking Cat uh, and Delo too, uh, just because individually they're both good players. And I just want to see how they're gonna you know mesh together. You know, like you said that they were that they are good friends, but. Uh, good friends don't mean that they play well together, you know? So exactly. we just have to wait and see what they're going to do and uh, see if they can play well off of each other. But um, Rubio is, is a good addition because he's the one that's going to be really, like, dishing out the ball to them. And uh, so the ball won't be in Delo's hand all the time. So that should put, like, a little stress off of him and let him go into his natural position, which is which is a two-guard. Definitely. Definitely. There you have it, man. There you have it. That is the duos in the West, man. So, so since we, we, we went through every single duo in the West, man, I want to, at the end of this episode, I mean, we know, we know the answer, <laughs> but at the end of this episode, I want to say who is the best duo in the West. So I'm going to go ahead and go first. Clearly LeBron and AD. Junior? I got LeBron and AD as well. Jalen? For sure. No question. Definitely. And then, and, what's up, Junior? No, but I was going to say, but definitely, like, comment down below like, what your favorite duo is, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, I think generally we can all agree LeBron and D is the best duo, but if, if you don't like the Lakers, you're probably not your favorite duo, you know what I mean? So let us know who your favorite duo is, because that's, that's, a, that's a big one, too. Because honestly, man, even if they're not the best, there's so many good duos here that definitely. if you, you, know, you like one of them, that's a lot of fun to watch. That's a lot of fun to watch. Like, even as not, like, I have made, I have made it very clear, I'm not a Clippers guy. But I mean, Kawhi and PG are both, you know, they're good players. Kawhi's a great player, and, yeah. and, and PG's a good player. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I mean, just aside from that, there's other solid duos. I mean, pretty much every single duo on this list was a solid duo. Yeah. So, so you know, let us know who your favorite is. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, next week we're going to get to the East. Let's see these these trash um <laughs> the, 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 these trash Easter guys, man. <laughs> so yeah, man. There, there, there you have it, man. That is the that is the duo, the best duo on each team in the Western Conference, man. As always, man. We always oh, we, we appreciate everyone that tuned in, man. As always, go follow the Instagram, go follow Jill on Instagram, put it right there. Go follow Junior Instagram, put it right there, and go follow the Clutch Talk Instagram, man. That's that's where we're gonna drop all the updates of the channels and one we're dropping. Uh, podcast episodes and YouTubes and all that, man. Good and subscribe and like how Junior said. Comment your favorite duo and get ready, man. Cause eat. Cause next week we coming with the East, man. So like how Jalen said, the the beast in the East, man. So let's do this for. <laughs> let's do this, man. I'm excited. Thank y'all. Th- thank both of you guys for coming on, man. As always, bro. Love y'all. Y'all my guys. It's all love, man. I love being here. Appreciate you having us on. Uh, as always, man. So, so that's it, man. We out of y'all. Clutch talk out.